Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. God, Conor McGregor, what are you doing? Uh, he announced his retirement last night. Conor McGregor in jail. I would like to announce to the public the return of the notorious Conor McGregor. It's the final count. Conor relaxed and smiling. Oh! Oh, he's done. He's done. It is all over! That's the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about it. Conor McGregor is for real. Sometimes I look in the mirror and get a little frights as well, looking at myself, because I am an absolute animal, a machine. So I probably wouldn't want to fight me either. You're listening to an extra special podcast from TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall from Fight Night, and next week, UFC 246 rolls into town with an all-too-familiar headline act. Conor McGregor is back, taking on Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And this week, we decided to build up towards that major event and talk about the significance of the Irishman returning to mixed martial arts. Loads of guests decided to join us, including Dan Hardy and, of course, Pete Carroll, um, Conor McGregor's former um, publicist and documentary maker. But first of all, we kicked off by talking to one of the biggest names in mixed martial arts journalism, the one and only Mr. Ariel Helwani. Now listen, you have spoken to Conor on countless occasions, covered countless numbers of his fights. You sat down with him yesterday. What did you make of him? Is he in a different mindset to what you've experienced previously, or is it Sam O'Connor? So I will preface my answer with the, the same thing that I said to every member of his team and Connor himself when I essentially asked them this, this same question. 
Um, and that's, you know, in the fight game and covering the fight game, we've heard time and again the story of the, the, the man who has reinvented himself, who's rejuvenated, who's changed, who's gone back to his old ways, who's turned back the clock. We've heard this story time and again, and they all told me this before he arrived. No, he's different. He's, he's, he's so much happier. He's so much calmer. He's at peace. He doesn't have, you know, this, this anger in him. He's not drinking and things like that. Uh, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll wait to see it for myself. And I have to tell you, uh, it has been a very long time since I've, I've talked to that kind of Conor McGregor. And, and dare I say, maybe this is the first time that I've talked to this kind of Conor McGregor because he was zen-like. He was so calm. He was so relaxed. He was so at peace. He was so happy. It was really amazing to see because the last time we saw him in a build-up for a fight, there was so much vitriol. There was so much mm-hmm. anger, you know, with him and Khabib. It got so personal. As you can see with Donald, he respects him. He has no ill will towards him. He has nothing really bad to say about him. Uh, he just seems to be in a really great spot. And I know this has people very excited. And, and I don't want to be, you know, the, the, the ultimate salesman here, but I think the true fans of Conor McGregor will be very happy with the full interview that we air on Monday because uh, it's a side that I think they've been wanting to see for some time. Mm. Um, Ariel, it's lovely to have you on the show. As you say, finally, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's pleasure. about time, Gareth. I mean, I've been doing this show for 10 years. I have you on my show, like, every two weeks. Oh, I, I know. I get five minutes Listen, I, I'm, 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 I'm doing the bowing to you right now. I'm doing the bowing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Listen, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, absolutely. It's lovely to hear your mellifluous, euphonious tones. Um, on. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have to get used to this now, because we want you on all the time. Um, the, the, what... what struck me so strongly and I'm sure you've got gold with him for 50 minutes on your ESPN show, Ariel Helwani's MMA show on, on Monday of course, always a must watch for all MMA fans um, is that you, you, you're you seeing Conor McGregor as far as I saw it in that little clip there is a charm offensive coming from him now and it's the perfect way to come back because he will never have a more redemptive comeback, a more redemptive fight than this one against Donald Cerrone, uh, Ariel. Yes, I couldn't agree more. This is his chance to win back the public. You know, one thing that he told me in August when I spoke to him after the, the, the incident at the, the pub in Dublin was, um, you know, was, was televised to the world and was all over the place and we all saw him punch that, that elderly man and it, was a, it mm. was a very hard thing to watch and it was indefensible and he said the same. The one thing that he said that stuck with me was that he felt like it was a knife, like a knife in the heart seeing that the fans were starting to lose hope in him and starting to turn on him. And I don't think he's going out there trying to kiss babies and trying to get people back on his bandwagon, so to speak. But um, I think that, you know, it is important for him, especially for the, the Irish people, to, to back him and be proud of him. and To, to recognize him, him again. To recognize yeah. him. Yeah. Because it seemed like they, they had had enough. Um, mm. And, you know, he was giving them a lot of reasons to, to have enough. And that time, you, you were there front row. You know, that time in 2015, 16, that was magical stuff. That, mm. That's the stuff that promoters and fighters dream of and comes once in a lifetime. And, uh, you know, right now he has everything. He, he has the money. He has, you know, everything that he could have ever dreamed of. But he wants to come back to prove everyone wrong. He wants to come back to just be happy, to enjoy life. He's only 31 years old. The guy's not mm. washed up. He's not over the hill by any stretch. And so I think this is perfect. Come back. Ariel, since those... not going to... Yes, oh, sorry. go ahead. No, no sorry, I, we just broke off there slightly. Since those magical times of 2016 that you are just talking about, how much has the game, in particular with the UFC, developed in that time? 
Oh, I mean, so much is developing. By the way, if I break up again, let me know, and I'll go to a different phone line. So I'm sorry about that. No, um, no, no, I mean, of course, the, the, the game has changed so much, especially here in, in America with ESPN being the, uh, the, the home of the UFC now and the pay-per-view structure. I know with you guys over in the U.K. and in Ireland, the, the way you watch the pay-per-views, the numbered pay-per-views, is completely different than here in the United States. But now you can only get it through one means, which is ESPN+, Plus, as opposed to all these other cable and satellite providers. So the game has changed. Um, the, the, the notoriety has also evolved and gone up being on ESPN, the, the number one sports channel in, in, dare I say, in the world, but not because I work for them, but, you know, because of the, the, the reach that they have. Um, and so a lot has changed, but Connor hasn't experienced this yet. He didn't fight last year. He, he wasn't part of the, the ESPN machine, so to speak. And I can tell you this, as I am too preparing to go back to Vegas, because I came home this morning mm-hmm. from the interview to New York, and now I'm going back go on back. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them put this kind of resources and muscle behind the car just yet. They, they are pulling out all the stops. This is a very big deal, and I think that we will truly see the, the muscle of ESPN behind a card like this. So it's going to be really fun. How do you think the UFC want the Conor McGregor season, as he's uh, referring uh, to it yeah. as? How do you think they want it to play out? We know what Conor wants. How, how do you think they want it to play out for them? Oh, they want Conor to fight as many times as possible. It's better for the UFC if he is active. <laughs> it's better for them if he is fighting. And let's be honest, it's better for them if he is winning. He's mm. the biggest draw in the history of the sport. He's the, the, the most recognizable face in the history of the sport. He's the most popular fighter in the history of the sport. He's also the most polarizing fighter in the history of the sport. Mm. All that goes to him. Um, it's not good for them when he doesn't fight for a year. The greatest year financially in UFC history was 2016, and he just so happened to have headlined two of those cards, excuse me, three cards, two against Nate Diaz, one against Eddie Alvarez. And they had mm. five shows that did over a million pay-per-view mm. buys, and he was responsible for three of them. Um, mm. So it, it's very good for them if he's fighting, if he's active. And I, and I, I asked him about this season, and, and what I like about it is he's not really – and he's never really been this kind of guy. He's not one to call his shots, so to speak. Like Aldo was the one guy that he kept you know, going after when he first came in. But once he got Aldo, he was just, you know, everyone come to me, right? And, and, and he's kind of the same now. He's like – I, you want to pick this guy next? You want to pick Richie next? You want to pick Masvidal next? I don't care. I'm going to fight them all. But the one guy that's the constant is Khabib. At the end of the year, I think he wants to end with Khabib in Moscow, and he wants to get retribution. He wants to get that wow. belt back. Fantastic. Um, Ariel, I, I know that you don't leave a stone unturned, and as you say, you had 50 minutes with him. Did you um, ask Connor at all whether he... Um, had had a sense when he when he was away that that he was losing time. I know he's still only thirty one, but you know we know as older people that um, you you have your best years. Was there any sense from him, or did you ask him at all about his time away and whether he felt a clock ticking at all? Yeah, I, I asked him about whether or not he thought he had blown it all, whether or not he thought it was slipping away, whether or not he thought that, you know, perhaps he would never come back. You know, Dana White would always say, oh, he's made all this money. You know, he has no reason to come back. And maybe this is just his bravado. Maybe this is just the way he is. But he kind of denied all of that to say, no, of course I was coming back. Of course I was going to buy. I will fight forever. I'm, you know, I'm, I, he, he, he wants to become a billionaire. He has many lofty goals, and he understands that, you know, fighting leads to a lot of those goals being accomplished. So I think it's really, fa- you know, there, there's, he, he, I will say this, he owned up to a lot, a lot of stuff that I had not heard him talk about, and in particular regarding that Khabib fight. 
and how bad it went for him. Um, and that he wasn't right in camp. Yeah, that's fascinating, yeah. isn't it? You know, that he's owning up yeah. to that. It's, it's very important for him that he does that as well. Yeah, and his team were very happy afterwards. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to see him in this state because I remember prior to his fight against Aldo, he was talking about Aldo has children. I don't have children. I'm married to the game. I don't, I don't, I don't need those distractions. I don't want those distractions. I'm 100% focused. Now he has two kids, mm-hmm. and he loves his kids. He, he, I asked him about his daughter beforehand, and his face just glowed. You know, Gareth, as well as anyone, just the connection between a father and a daughter. And he's talking about, you know, the stroller and about packing them up and coming to Las Vegas. And then and he admitted that the kids actually kind of saved his career because they gave wow. him purpose. And they gave him, you know, they, 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 they made him like snap out of it and be like, yeah, I need to fight for these people. So it's kind of funny how the guy who was saying that I don't want kids because it's going to, you know, hurt me actually is now admitting that the kids actually helped them in the end. Oh, that's it. That's it. It's over. It's over. Head kick knockout. Donald Cerrone. Oh, huge shot by Cerrone. Donald Cerrone does it again! Donald Cowboy Cerrone! Man that has been there, done it, got the t-shirt. Uh, and he's still printing his own line of T-shirts. I'm sure he's going to tell us about that because he'll probably want to flog you a few in a moment or two. It is, of course, the one and only Mr. Dan Hardy. How are you, pal? You good? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well indeed. Evening, Very Dan. well indeed. I'm looking forward to getting your uh, analysis on how you believe that this fight is going to play out. From a technical point of view, it seems the perfect matchup for Conor McGregor. It does. I, I agree, absolutely. I, I mean, there are certain things that Cowboy does well. Ultimately, it's about Connor starting fast, you know, putting Cowboy on the back foot and trying to set him up for that left hand. That's, that's going to be the main focus of Connor's game because it, it always is. I think he's going to work that body because we know Cowboy's weak to the body. So, you know, those front kicks that Connor was using against Chad Mendes to the mm. mid-section, to, you know, take his gas away. I think Connor's going to be using a lot of those kind of things to control the center, force Cowboy back up against the fence and then start, start lining him up for that left. But for Cowboy, I mean, really it's, He's kind of got a fire blanket, that pressure. You know, you look at how he dealt with uh, Robbie Lawler. You smother the clinch, you come out with elbows and knees and head kicks, and that's, that's where Cowboy does his best work. I think seven head kick knockouts in the UFC is a record yeah. for Cowboy. Um, plus, he's got 17 submissions on his record, and I wouldn't be surprised if he manages to either get a takedown or get a takedown to the point where they scramble back up into the clinch where he can start using some of those weapons. I mean, there are so many things for Cowboy to do in this fight, but it's all really depend on, on the psychology and how he deals with that pressure from Connor. Dan, um, I completely agree with you, but one of the things that, that Connor does so brilliantly is controls the distance, and, and, and he's one of the greatest finishers we've seen in the UFC when he, when he controls the fight. But one fight in the last four years, so well, since 2016, and it was a loss, surely, even though Cerrone loves to stand and fight, if he can get Conor McGregor to the ground, I mean, he's an ace on the ground and it's not where Conor excels. And I think, you know, you look at the odds, I think it's 7-1 to one for Cerrone to get a submission in this fight. It's not bad odds to bet on Cerrone getting a submission and Conor clearly has to win for redemption. Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think, you know, the fact that there is pressure on Conor because he's been out for a while, I think he will be more overly aggressive in the first round than he necessarily needs to be which is probably where Cowboy clinches him and gets the takedown. 
I mean, you know, I was impressed with Connor's takedown defense in the, in the Khabib fight. I know mm. that that first takedown was landed, but he fought that hard, better than anybody else has against Khabib in the first round. Mm. And he was able to stop takedowns in the third. Mm. His, his defense, his wrestling defense is good. But what we have seen from Connor twice now is that he, give, he, get, he exposes his back and, and he gets choked out. And Cowboy's got several submissions. I mean, the one that always sticks out to me was Cowboy's UFC debut back in 2011. He was fighting Paul Kelly, who, as we know, is a heavy-handed mm. boxer. He was walking him down and lighting him up. Cowboy level changed, took him down, took his back, choked him out. And, and I think that the scrambles that Connor's going to find himself in if Cowboy does want to take the fight to the ground will ultimately end up him turning his back at some point where Cowboy will have his opportunity. And, and, and given that it's a five-round fight, um, it's a headliner, so it's a five-round fight, is there a sense in your mind that Connor's got to get this job done in the first 10 minutes and the first two rounds of the fight? Because the further the fight goes, surely Cerrone, who's battle-hardened, is going to have more advantage if it goes long. I agree. And I, I mean, GSP said it, said it uh, the same. I think, you know, if it's a short fight, it's Connor. If it's a long fight, it's Cowboy. Mm. I mean, I think Cowboy can win early in the fight as well, but Connor's chances do drop as the fight goes on. I think we could all agree that. You know, his, his third round against Khabib was good, but then, you know, he does tend to falter into the championship rounds. My everlasting memory of the rematch with Nate is him running away looking up at the clock. Yeah. Right? I mean, the thing is, and it's kind of like Tyron Woodley. You know, when you've got someone that's got that, that nuclear weapon of one big punch, it's like a nitrous tank on a car. Like, you can only press that <laughs> button so many times before the gas is gone. And I feel like Connor is very much that person. And that's what we saw in the Mayweather fight when he was boxing. That's what we saw in the, the first uh, Nate Diaz fight, where he, he was throwing that left hand over the top, clipping it off the front shoulder of Nate and getting slapped for his troubles. I think more than anything, he punches his own cardio out of his body by putting so much effort into the punches. Hmm. Um, so that's something else Cowboy can probably watch out for. If he can, you know, if he can weather the early storm, which... Really, Cowboy's about 50-50 on that early storm weather. And if we look at the likes of Darren Till and Leon Edwards, you know, he can be put under pressure in the early rounds. Sometimes he comes through, other times not so much. So, I mean, there is a lot of doubt in that first round for me around Cowboy, and I think that's probably Connor's best chance. Do, that, Dan, do, oh, sorry, mate. No, no, I, was, sorry. I was just going to say, we yeah. just heard from Ariel, who, who's been who sat down across from him and... and and had an interview um, with Connor, and he's he's been impressed with his calmness and where he where he feels that his mindset's at at this moment in time. What are you expecting from him um, from this particular fight week? Because we've all been there. We love a Conor McGregor fight week. We love it when he gets on the mic and he rocks it and he gives it a little bit of the razzmatazz. Are you expecting that? Or are you expecting a little bit more of a subdued business like Conor McGregor this week? Um, I don't think he's going to be over the top with his trash talking. I think he will. He'll make sure that Cowboy doesn't feel like they're friends. That's the times when we've seen Cowboy really struggle psychologically. You know, you look at the, the Yancey Madeira fight. They were best mates going into it. Best friends as they were trading punches and best friends after Cowboy had knocked him out. <laughs> but then you look at Darren Till, stonewalled him at the weigh-ins, and that gets inside Cowboy's head. If it's a sparring match, if it feels like your mates, then he does better because he feels like there's less risk, like he's enjoying himself a bit more. Mm. Whereas if someone comes and stands in front of him, stonewalls him, that's when he starts to struggle a little bit. It's, it's been, I, think, I think Connor will play the game. I think he will. I, I don't think he needs I think, to as much this time. I think what was fascinating, Dan, Adam, was that, you know, obviously speaking to Ariel earlier, the charm offensive that Connor's been putting out towards Don Cerrone, not giving him anything to bite on, that, mm. you know, that, that he likes the guy, that he respects him. For me, this is a very different Conor McGregor. It's phase three of his career. Look, Dan, you've been there, as, as Adam said, been there, done it got the t-shirt, fought George St. Pierre, for goodness sake, for the, for the world welterweight title in the UFC. And 
that one of the things that 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 Connor I think is doing quite cleverly in this contest is actually lessening the 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 the, the mental fortitude of Cerrone by by not going at him. I don't think we will see him. I think we'll see a different Connor next week. I really do. I really get the feeling that he's looking to claim back the fans, the support, the redemption that people want him to have. And let's be honest, Dan, you, you know, you. I go way back in the day with you when you and Michael Bisping were the two figures we had growing the sport in this country, in this region. Connor winning is so important for all of us and the growth of the sport in this country because we've missed his star power. I, th- I think you'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when Connor's on, on the... Uh, I mean, it's like Inside the Octagon went up yesterday. It's been up for 24 hours. It's already got nearly 2 million views. Mm. Like, we, we don't do those numbers on Inside the Octagon unless Ronda was fighting. Mm. He, he has a serious impact. People want to know what Connor's doing. They want to know what he's got to say. But, you know... Opinions of him have changed recently. You know, the things that he said of he's perhaps taken too far has been the conversation. I think with Cowboy, he's got someone that he can not only get inside his head by doing very little, but also, you know, kind of put a better version of himself forward. Exactly. And still have the same impact. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think that's what... And the other thing as well to consider, you'll remember, well, my, my fight against Marcus Davis. That was a, a whole psychological war before the fight started. Hmm. He yeah. was destroyed going, before you fought him. In, it was in Germany, wasn't it? Was it in Germany? It was, yeah, it was. And, and, and it was. He, he was a raging beast in anger. You got right under his skin, and he played into your fight. Absolutely. But then my next fight was against Mike Swick, and I knew that I could get the same reaction out of Mike Swick. Mm. So the game was very different. The game was having Mike Swick wait for the trash talk to start and him waiting to reply, and there was nothing to reply to. Mm, mm. So it, it, was, it was silent up until the, the pre-fight press conference where I gave him a runner-up medal just as a, you know, as a token of his journey. It's a very important point you're making and that we're talking about because part of McGregor's armory all the way through his career has been that thing that Muhammad Ali had, the thing that you're talking about there with, with Mike Swick and Marcus yeah. Davis. Psychological warfare. Psychological is, yeah. warfare. And McGregor is as good as anyone ever in fight sports at doing it, Dan. Mm, no doubt, no doubt. And, and he knows in Cowboy that he's got someone that can effectively talk himself out of the fight. I mean, you know, Cowboy has lots of rituals that he goes through. His teammates are all aware of it to, to, to maintain that, that positive psychology, which is one of the reasons why he fights so, so often. You know, if, he, if he, he'd had, what, three, you know, three, four years out, we'd be really concerned about Cowboy because that's when he's at his worst. When he's fighting regularly is when he's at his best. So I, I feel, I mean, Connor's got the perfect fighter, really, to, to get inside his head without doing anything. And actually doing nothing is probably, it's probably getting inside his head just as much. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, 
Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. feel good to be in this spot that I'm in. I don't have to worry about the weight cut. I can focus on my skills, focus on my endurance, focus on my strength and build myself, you know what I mean? Build myself back up. That's what, that's what allowed me to achieve the things I achieved. I get a great camp, a great fight, and then it'll take me into the year. I'm looking at this as a season, so this is the beginning of the season. Donald was the first one that I agreed to have a bout with. for the love of this, to come and shut this man up. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the he wants. When I knock people out, they don't move. They're like, who the is that guy? I think it's only fair that we get a little bit of a feel, Gareth, for, um, for what's going on in Ireland, because we've been to uh, various events that Conor McGregor has been the headline of, and the travelling Irish have gone in their droves. One man that knows a little bit about this is uh, Peter Carroll. He's on the show right now. Pete, welcome, my friend. How are you? Very good, lad. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Now, listen, more than welcome to be on the show. Um, we've been speaking about, obviously, um, where McGregor's at this moment in time. His demeanour seems quite good with interviews that we've seen with Ariel that we've been speaking about a little earlier on in the show. What, what's the love like for him? in Ireland at this moment in time? And has it diminished in the three years since he became champ champ? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and Adam, you brought it up there at the start of the show about the, the thousands of people that used to uh, travel for him. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the real pinnacle of the travelling Irish was um, around Mendez Aldo time. And even uh, if you remember the second Diaz fight, I think uh, the, there was a lot of Irish people there, but I think it was greatly assisted by the fact that so many college students are in America at that time of year over the summer so they all kind of uh, descended on Vegas on that Friday night if you remember I mean Friday mm. morning before the weigh-ins and it was a wild scene um, you know like for the Mendes and Aldo fights lads like every person I went to school was going to those fights <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not messing man like you're going down to the local and about maybe maybe 40 lads who drink from the area are, are all going to it you know we Irish people, they romanticise sporting moments from, from the, the history of Ireland because we have so few of them. But um, <laughs> the uh, Italian 90s... You're doing yourself, you do yourself harsh there, mate. You're doing yourself <laughs> harsh. <laughs> well, well, I know you guys are boxing experts. We definitely have great boxers. But in terms of like national events, like uh, sporting events that took on a greater cultural meaning to the whole country, mm. I think 
things like Italia 90 are like my dad uh, has told me since I'm a kid he was like that was the greatest summer of yeah. any of our lives when we went to Italia 90 and, and we made it to the quarterfinals of the the World Cup that year but like that that the McGregor during his peak at Mendes level at Aldo level that was my generation sporting moment we have nothing that even comes close to it hmm. um, and I and I guess like you were asking me about the the feeling on the ground in Ireland a lot of that is based on the fact that he like Conor was lifted up like as as a as a god to people of my generation because we were in this recession and here's a guy that's going out and doing his thing in a sport that nobody else has ever heard of. So he was lifted up like a god. Like the people who who loved McGregor, who were supporting him, would defend him to the hilt. You know, they they would they would argue with you in a pub five hours straight if it, if that's what it took. They wouldn't back down. But then, you know he became the Irish identity, what the young people wanted to be. And then when everything starts going wrong over the last, you know, two years or so, when, you know, he said some things in public, uh, you know, we, we, we saw him scaling the fence in the incident with Matt Goddard at Bellator. Hmm. There was the, a homophobic slur. There was, you know, the phone incident. There was the guy in the bar. There was so many things. It's like, you know, I, I feel as though, you know, the reason why the turn has been so much is because they lifted him up, because they had him. Like, this is what it is to be Irish. And next of all, he starts kind of with the bad behavior. It, it's not like he's just doing it to him. It's like they feel he's doing it to them, too. It's yeah. Like they well, feel like he's tarnishing the Irish reputation there, you know? Let, let, me, let me just say here, okay, that the, the modern thing is this. Connor Rose ad, Peter, on the on the wave of MMA, on the wave of the growth of social media, he really surfed that wave. And just as people love you and praise you, I spoke to Adam about this last week, Peter. Um, there's this 10-80-10 rule that I always talk to John Jones about, okay, that 10% love you all the time, 10% hate you all the time, and the 80% in the middle sway. Now, look, I don't think there'll be 10,000 travelling Irish to this event. Um, you know, there's that, that, that expre- expression, the plastic paddy, yeah? There'll be a lot of <laughs> Americans putting on green jerseys at this event. You know that, Pete, as well as I do. But here's yeah. the thing. If he puts on a spectacular performance, and we've heard from Ariel earlier about his humility in that long-hour interview that he did with him, that... If he puts on a spectacular performance against Donald Cerrone, that pendulum will swing back again. People are very fickle. I know that he's done a lot wrong outside the octagon, but he's back where he belongs. And if he can produce a performance, a finish that thrills people, I expect him to rise again. Now, I took a tweet from you last week where you said you saw something in the Irish Times that he was fighting Michael Cerrone on February the 16th, (laughs) not February the 18th. And I thought when I I read that. I know it's funny, Ed, isn't it? That I thought, God, how the mighty have fallen. That the Irish Times, the great standard bearer for, for Irish journalism, can't even remember what day he's fighting and the Christian name of the guy he's fighting. Is that a sign of how he's dipped, Pete? It, look, there's been lots of signs, Gareth, to be perfectly honest. Like, I mean, even when you consider the sports journalists that used to go and cover his fights, uh, you know. Like Kimmich, uh, yeah. Image Ken Early, these guys absolute legends. You know, the best sports were the cream of the crop in Ireland. And, you know, they used to go over, they used to make the journey, they'd be trying to find out as much information about the sport as they can. These guys aren't going. Like they their job is to serve the public interest. Mm. You know, we work within MMA, they work within sport in general. They they aren't going to this. Like also if you remember last March Connor appeared in a Chicago parade, uh, Saint Patrick's Day, our Prime Minister, our T shirt 
uh, Leo Varadkar was there as well. And when he was asked, did you know Conor McGregor was going to be here and do you feel he represents the Irish people? He said directly, no, he does not represent the Irish people. This is a big drop-off from the guy that we were pushing up uh, as this is what young Ireland is. Young, you know, successful uh, and, you know, flamboyant. Like, this, this is a big uh, downfall. And look, I do think that's a big example. And, and I, I actually had to correct a tweet myself. It wasn't the Irish Times. It was the Sunday Independent. That was my fault. I was reading all the sports pages at the same time. But, but it is a big... A big uh, How the mighty Carol has fallen. <laughs> He's writing them all now. He's reading them all. <laughs> I made I made that amendment in the replies, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it is. It's a big drop off. Like, and like, you know, I was speaking to uh, John. I'm sure you've used uh, you you featured some of the conference call perhaps in this episode. But we were we were speaking to John Cobden the other day, and I kind of said to him, you know, do you not look? You know, do you feel like this is the fight that will repair his relationship, so to speak, with it with the yeah. Irish people because his popularity has dwindled? You know. John has kind of said, oh, like, in person, he hasn't noticed that, like, and, um, you know, so I was kind of like, you know, well, how do I feel about this? So I went into town with a camera, and I just asked 10 people how they felt about it, but they unanimously agree that his stock has dropped an awful lot, but as Garrett said, I feel as though the interest has never gone anywhere for Conor McGregor. I feel as though the support has gone somewhere, but the interest remains, and if he can do what he does best against Donald Cerrone, an opponent I feel is made for him. If he can mm. do what he does best against him, I do really feel as though uh, he will have a lot more people back on his side. But it is yeah. a big part of the narrative that he had this fall from grace in the Irish in the Irish public. Like remember, it was the fight with Diego Brandel in Dublin. That the, the the US people, the people watching around the world seeing this fella absolutely idolized, hero worshipped by ten thousand people, a crowd nobody had ever seen before. Like you mm. tell me those people don't feel the same way about him. That's that that's that's insane, really, you know? This Look, Pete, whatever you say, Ad, I th- and, and Adam and I have spoken about this, this is definitely a redemption fight to see what hunger he's got left. But I did speak to John Kavanagh earlier in the week, and this is what he had to say. I think you'll see a more relaxed Connor in this performance. Somebody who's calm. You know, if you rewatch the the Eddie Alvarez fight, you'll see someone very tactical, someone very calm. A hell of a lot of pressure, but done in a controlled manner and that's that's what I'd like to see in this fight is he going to be able to go back through the the grueling tra- uh, fight uh, camp for a professional fight because there's one thing training for fun and you know I, I imagine he'll want to do martial arts of some description for the rest of his life and you train it a couple of times a week and it's fun but it's very different to the demands of training for a professional fight where it's twice a day and there's a lot more impact. And that's what I wondered would he still have. And he didn't tell me he did, and he didn't do a lot of interviews about it. He's actually been quite quiet the last six months. He just did it. He just showed up and he took part of the team sessions and he pushed himself very, very hard every time. Um, This training camp, I was actually just thinking about it. It sort of started last Easter. He did a boxing contest last Easter. And he's been pretty consistent since then. So you're talking, it's almost 10 months long. And in that time, almost no missed sessions. So it's been, um, it's been a year coming. And it's, he's, he's not talked about it. He's just shown it for a year that he has that hunger to train at this level. And the key there, of course, guys, 
is that he is saying that this is a Conor McGregor who's trained harder, the hunger's back, the team's back in Vegas, and it means something. Vegas is a great hunting ground for him in spite of the Khabib fight, in spite of the McGregor fight. It's where, like you say, you mentioned Brandau and Ireland, but Vegas is where Conor McGregor Gregor still conquered the world. You know, people just expect him to win this fight because yeah. it feels like it's a great stylistic matchup. Like, whereas Rianne, like a lot of people are saying, like, look, the UFC are going to sell us the uh, Cerrone's winning record. They're going to sell us all this stuff. But like, the general Joe Open, Ireland doesn't know anything about this guy. You know what I mean? Like, as I said earlier, the newspapers don't even know his name. It's crazy. Um, I feel as though, yeah, I, I do think he's going to win this fight. And I, I feel as though it suits him down to the ground. But the only problem I see is, beyond this, if we're talking about Cerrone being a great matchup for him, beyond this, every direction I look in, I see bad matchups for him, apart yeah. from maybe the trilogy fight with Nate Diaz. Uh, you're listening to TalkSport. This is Fight Night. Every single Saturday night, and I know this is live, coming up towards the early hours of a Sunday morning, but myself and Gareth Day Davies sit in a room and we just wax lyrical about the world of fight sports, boxing and mixed martial arts, and we invite a lot of uh, people from that world to come and join us. We've had some of the biggest names uh, from the world uh, on the show, and if you've missed any part of it, you can get it on our podcast. So get yourself a subscription. Very easy to do. It's free. Just hit the button on iTunes. You're looking for Fight Night, and you can also get us on the TalkSport website. Uh, Fight Night is what you are looking for. Next week, Gareth, this show is coming from Las Vegas. It's our first one of the year. Looking forward to it. Um, we haven't actually done Vegas together for some time now, have we? You know what I mean? Because you've been in Hawaii. You've been messing about in California, riding bikes up and down the blooming <laughs> promenade there, my friend. It'll be nice to actually do some work with you. Well, exactly, and I had to miss out on uh, Tyson Fury late last year as well. No, it'll be great to be out there. I tell you what, speaking in the last hour yeah. about Connor, you know, speaking to Ariel Elwani, who is the biggest newsbreaker in in mixed martial arts, um, talking to Dan Hardy, who knows the ins and outs of fights, speaking to Pete Carroll, you know, one of the leading Irish journalists who's followed his entire career. God, my juices are flowing to get over there. I mean, mm. and the great thing is, we've got a press conference with him on the Wednesday. We've got media scrums on the Thursday. We've got the weigh-ins on Friday and then the big event on the Saturday night. And there is a feeling that his... I, I, you've mentioned this a couple of times, that, that Conor McGregor said his season... And yeah. I love the fact that it almost plays to that. You can imagine all the other fighters going, what do you want about your season? But it's his super ego, his super id in control again of what he wants to do, that he's the big figure, that he's the paymaster, that, that he's the big figure in the UFC. And I tell you what, Add if he gets a couple of victories, he's flying again. If he oh, gets a bit between the teeth. I, gen I genuinely believe one. I think this this next weekend is absolutely huge. Yeah. If he comes in and looks anything like old Conor McGregor, where he comes in and maybe puts on a punch-perfect performance like we saw against uh, Eddie Alvarez, for example, at Madison Square Garden. That exactly. He That's the, the kind of champion. performance. That's the kind of performance. It, that left hand, bang, absolutely. bang, bang, he, it goes viral. If he viral. does that, he gets on the microphone. We know he can rock the microphone. Everybody's going to be there with bated breath thinking, right, what is he going to do now? Because as he said, you've just said it there, Conor McGregor season, what he says goes. I don't care what anybody says. What Conor McGregor says goes. There's a reason why this is at a welterweight. There's a reason why it's Cowboy Cerrone. There's a reason why it's January the 18th and he's kicking off Conor McGregor season. He's called all these shots. I've got a funny feeling that if he comes through this, and I fully anticipate him doing so, 
he'll get on that microphone and the first name out of his mouth will be Jorge Masvidal. I don't know how you're <laughs> feeling right now, but that's where I'm at with it. Well, he, I think he wants the belts back. He wants the gold. I mean, he, he said that the, the BMF belt is not the one he particularly wants. But um, look, he, he he's definitely, I think he, in technical terms... Um, and in fighting style, I think he's a level above Donald Cerrone. Anything can happen in mixed martial arts. Of course. A beats B, B beats C, C beats A, etc., etc. And as and you it, pointed out earlier, if this is on the mat, it's Donald's world, you know? Yeah, but uh, but also, as Dan pointed out tonight, of course. that Connor's takedown defense, and when you do look back at the Khabib fight, you... you, you the thing is, the generality... And Chad Mendes, he was brilliant Chad Mendes. as well, yeah. Mendes is a different kettle of fish, I think. I mean, Khabib is the master yeah, of at, at that kind of, you know, kind of smothering style. But, um, you know, you look back at the fight, and we, we remember it for him being brutally stopped at the end kind of losing his tether if you like and not wanting to be in the in the fight anymore and then the brawl afterwards yeah and lost in that is the detail of the earlier rounds yes Khabib caught him uh with a big punch which was a shocker but it he was by no means outclassed he was beaten but not outclassed and also he's admitted that he didn't rightfully and dutifully put enough into training camp that he was not conning us but he, he didn't do the right thing mm. for me this is the most important moment, not just of his career, but maybe of his fighting life. Because mm. this is the moment where, if he does lose to Donald Cerrone, it's almost sayonara. No, you're 100% right. But if he wins, then, as we were saying earlier on, with everybody that we've had on the show, that momentum, then all of a sudden, there's, there's just new life breathed in. And the name of Conor McGregor will most certainly light the eyes up of a lot of fighters. Everybody wants that big payday. Everybody wants to dance uh, with Conor McGregor. And because he's flitting between weights, I mean, I saw uh, part of the uh, the Ariel interview that we've been speaking about to Ariel a little earlier on that he he's he's on he's underweight. He's un, under 170 at this moment in time. So therefore, he believes that 155 is not too far away from him. That's where Habib's fighting out. I just I've just got a feeling with him doing this at welterweight, he's going to have a little bit of a dance. We're Jorge, and then if he comes through that, and don't get me wrong, Jorge is more certainly the fighter of 2019. It's not an easy task, that, of course. Mm. There's, there's just a pathway maybe for certain fights there that could get a lot of fans really excited and not necessarily championship fights. Mm. I, I just think there's, there's a lot of narratives now for Conor McGregor if he comes through this fight next weekend. Yeah, and I, I want to see him in against Diaz as well, and I think they'll fight at welterweight if if they do. It's a you know, it, obviously it, it, it's a fans fans fight. That, that that's the thing with those two, and you know that there's going to be a trash talky build up. There's going to be a lot of sledging, but. For me, more than anything, one of the things I'm fascinated to see is the overarching, the meta-level mm. interest in McGregor next week Hugely. and how it plays out. Not even just the fight itself, what the atmosphere is going to feel like in Vegas. Will it feel very quiet there? Yeah. Will, it, will there be a crescendo of noise? Will there still be popularity for him? All these things are fascinating and that's why I think the charm offensive at the moment is so strong from him and it's a very wise move he was the guy in the past who used to say the right thing at the right time and was in the right place and fought in the right way and delivered what he said he was going to do mm. against Khabib that didn't happen on lots of levels that you and I have documented over the last few weeks that he said the wrong things in the wrong way. Um, the tenor was wrong of, what, of the way he was trying to attack yeah. Khabib. It just didn't work. Um, you know, and, and, and this is an opportunity. It's a 
massive opportunity. I think I've written five or six columns over the last couple of years <laughs> saying, come on, Connor, get back in the gym, get back in the octagon, yeah. because it's the place where you are safest in your life mm. as you mature. Do you think, I mean, I'm, I hope I'm wrong now. I mean, he's in his early 30s. A lot of people say your fighting prime is between the ages of, what, 27, 28, through to, the, to where he's at right at this moment in time. He's not fought really for three years, as you say. He's only had that Habib fight since he beat Eddie Alvarez. Do you think we've been maybe starved of his fighting prime? Absolutely. We had it with Muhammad Ali when he was yeah. uh, when he was suspended or banned because he f- refused to go on the Vietnam war draft and wrongly was not allowed to fight for three years. Um, we, we saw um, Tyson Fury away for two years and that may cost him eventually. Um, these were crucial years. We only know this, not because we're fighters, but because we're older men and we know that your prime is those years. But <laughs> My in, prime's gone. It's yeah, gone, no, mate. No, but, but our prime <laughs> has gone. And the, and the thing is, you don't know when you're that young that yeah. your prime is leaving you. They are wasted years in the wilderness for me. I am so pleased he's back because he will never get those years back, Adam. And And hopefully... You know, he looks in great shape. Hopefully, they will not have taken too much of a toll on him. Mm, Exciting times ahead. Fingers crossed. 2020 is going to be phenomenal, Uh, not only for the UFC, but also for uh, us here on TalkSport. And we will document the whole journey for you. No question about that. Myself and Gareth are about to get on big jumbo jets, get ourselves over to Las Vegas uh, and uh, stick our microphones in everybody's face this week. Every man and his dog who's going to speak to us uh, will be on next week's show. And me and Gareth will be bringing you um, our fight night program from nine o'clock UK time. So make sure you book it, get yourself lots in. It's a big night next week. So oh, start, start it off at nine o'clock. Come and absolutely. join us for three hours. We'll bring you all the build up from Las Vegas. We'll then go and put a little bit of Paco Rabanne on behind our ears and get down Octagon side. And Take give you a, a jumbo across the water. <laughs> like to see America. So there you have it. The King is back. There is words, not mine. But this week, myself and Gareth will be in Las Vegas bringing you some extra special shows as we build up towards UFC 246. And next week's fight night will be coming to you from Vegas. It'll be a Conor McGregor special, so make sure you join us on the radio from 9 o'clock on TalkSport. And if you can't, then don't worry. It will be available for you as a podcast in the early hours of Monday morning. So make sure you press subscribe on iTunes. You're looking for fight night, or you can go to the TalkSport website for everything that you need. We'll catch you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.